The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Chiefs Training Camp Report on Thursday, July 28th. Day two of Chiefs Training Camp is in the books. That means we need to welcome on the fearless leader of ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney. Big Sweeney, I know you can't see me right now because I'm on video, but it's it's very dark and gloomy in my apartment. I feel like people probably think I'm just sitting in the dark. I have lights on. It's just gross outside in Kansas City. Is it the same up in St. Joe today? It's a little damp, but I think that's better than what we were expecting earlier this morning, which seemed to be a downpour of sorts. So the rain held off for the most part, a little bit of a, a drizzle at practice. But the big thing was it, it didn't seem like it impacted the, the fields. And I, I, I know with fans in attendance, the Chiefs will try to stay outside uh, as much as possible if they can. Yeah, I I need some sunshine. It's been very dark and gloomy here in Kansas City the last (laughs) couple of days, but uh, I'm glad they were able to stay out on the practice field because it is a bummer when you make that trip to St. Joe and then they go inside. So uh, big news and notes from today's Chiefs practice. Justin Reed did leave the practice field for a little bit, but it, it didn't seem like it was too serious. So can you tell us a little bit about what was going on there, Pete? Yeah, when it's a player of, of that caliber who's expected to come in and, and fill that Tyron Matthew role and be the defensive leader of the Chiefs, it's always something where if there's anything going on with him, you start to worry a little bit. So he walked off gingerly with the trainer, appeared to go into what is the workout injury tent, and quickly came out, and it, and it seemed like he was stretching, and who knows if it was just a little discomfort or a cramp or, or something to that extent. Uh, after doing some workouts with the trainer that included a, a workout ball, he jogged back on, under his own power with a helmet. And I think the Chiefs just held off him as a, a precaution. He spent the, the rest of the time really just taking some mental reps. It looked like with Steve Spagnuolo as they talked through uh, what would uh, be expected uh, of him on particular plays. But you have is a, a silver lining there because Brian Cook was able to get some real on-field work next to Juan Thornhill. So, in the case where one of these guys was injured, it does seem like Cook would be the next man up, and you expect that from a second rounder. Uh, Steve Spagnuolo typically likes to play veteran guys before he plays younger guys, but those reps next to what is another top guy like Thornhill this year is, is invaluable. And from what I could see from Justin Reed, uh, I'd expect that he's back to normal uh, starting tomorrow. 
Yeah, I think that we've spent a lot of time this offseason underrating how important Justin Reed is going to be to this defense. But it is nice to see the rookie Brian Cook get some reps. I want to ask you about Juan Thornhill because Juan Thornhill said that he's expecting to have an all-pro kind of season this year. Justin Reed has been hyping him up. And even Steve Spagnuolo, when he spoke to the media today, was hyping up how impressive Juan has been so far in camp. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting part of the Steve Spagnuolo press conference where he was asked about the leadership of Justin Reed, who's a new player, and he turned the attention right away to Juan Thornhill, who is a returning player. And Juan, who, by the way, did not get turned around on that Juju Smith-Schuster play. That was Trent McDuffie. want to make that clear after our uh, Twitter exchange. But Juan uh, has shown a lot of leadership, of, uh, according to Spagnuolo, in this room. And you like that in him. I, I mean, this is someone who has been with Tyron the last three years and saw how it was done. And we all thought that Tyron was a pretty good leader for this team. So him taking those reins along with Chris Jones and eventually Justin Reed, I think it's a good thing for the defense. Yeah, it's it feels like we've been kind of chasing that rookie performance from Juan Thornhill for a few years now. So hopefully he is back and fully healthy and that kind of explosive playmaker that we saw as a rookie, because I think Chiefs fans are really rooting for that. I got to mention Carlos Dunlap, big signing we've been talking about for months The Chiefs desperately needed another uh, veteran presence along that defensive line. And it came out just before they spoke to the media that they were, in fact, signing defensive end Carlos Dunlap coming off an eight and a half sack season to a one year contract. Yeah, I think it's a big move for the Chiefs. And and this is something that if you ask anyone in Kansas City that follows this team, be it a fan or an analyst, a radio host, someone that does TV, someone that's around the team. I think we all were in agreement that the biggest need was defensive end, and that usually isn't the case with so many people talking about this team all the time in Kansas City. You you know what I'm talking about. And so they addressed it finally. Yeah, they have a 32-year-old player coming in here who has had eight and a half sacks. He also had 21 quarterback pressures, which would have been third on the team last year. Just another body to the room. And remember, in the Steve Spagnuolo defensive line room, it's all about the rotation, and I think Adding him to the mix will make this room as a whole better. means fresh legs at the end of the game. I I think it's a big thing for guys like Mike Dana, Josh Kando as well. Like when they get in later in the game, maybe their legs are a little bit fresher. And I think all in all, all of this is to get some more pressure on the quarterback. I think that was missing to an extent last year. So not only does it unlock Dunlap in his own right, I'm wondering what it does for the production of a Chris Jones, for a Frank Clark who wants to be resurgent this season, for a young kid like George Karloftis who now has has a veteran in the room who has been in the NFL for over 10 years. So I, I think there's a, a lot of reasons to, to like the deal. It was definitely the biggest need for the Chiefs. Now it's been addressed. Yeah, I think Chiefs fans should be absolutely thrilled with this signing. I think Carlos Dunlap still has plenty of juice uh, as a veteran pass rusher. And we saw how much they struggled early on in the season last year before adding Melvin Ingram at the trade deadline. It's nice to get this out of the way before the season actually starts. Um, So I I think this is a huge signing. I want to ask you about Frank Clark, who was dealing with some kind of illness yesterday, but he was back on the practice field today. Did he look hindered in any way or does Frank look like he's totally fine? Look normal, and that's the big thing. There's only so much you can take away from the lines right now. The pads come on Monday, August 1st. We've been circling that day uh, as the day we can start evaluating what the offensive line and defensive line looks like. I'm eager to see what Frank Clark looks like going up against some of these offensive linemen. That's, by the way, when we can really start to evaluate, okay, how does Roderick Johnson, the replacement right now for Orlando Brown, hold up against what are some pretty good defensive ends on the Kansas City Chiefs. But Clark is healthy, and so he'll be ready 
as far as we know, for that day. And so now we, we wait when we talk about the trenches until those pads come on. Yeah, you feel good about a healthy Frank and a healthy Carlos Dunlap, and then you mix in rookie George Karloftis. Like this Chiefs pass rush is finally starting to take shape, and I'm getting pretty excited about the defense. Uh, another player that was not around for the first day of camp. Well, he, he was on the field but not practicing, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire spent a day on the pup, but now he says he's totally fine. Was Clyde fully active in practice today? Any reason to worry about him moving forward? Well, that's the weird thing, Steve, and, and sorry to like correct you a little bit here. He didn't miss any time, which is why he was it was weird that he was on the PUP at all. And and when we talked to him today, it, it kind of seemed like he didn't really understand why he was on the PUP. So whatever it was, whatever weird scenario that led to Edwards Alaire's status being a little bit up in the air, it, it is fine <laughs> now when he looks completely healthy. Any compression sleeve that he had on his left leg yesterday was off today, so 100% full goal for Clyde, and, and I, I think this is a, a big year for him, and I think he knows it. I, I said this a second ago uh, to someone up here. I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is a little feistier this year, and I, I think that's because uh, that he's been hearing some of the noise about him maybe being a, a bust or not worth the first-round pick, and I always like that that streak in, in guys, especially going into a season. So I don't know. I, I wonder if Clyde, you know, in the fantasy realm of this whole thing, is becoming – a little bit more of a sleeper than we realize. I know that he's going like later in these fantasy drafts, but something tells me this, this feisty version of Clyde might make some noise uh, in 2022 for the chiefs. And he did say today that he thinks he's one of the best pass catching running backs in the NFL. So uh, I'm starting to get <laughs> excited for Clyde. I agree with you. He seems a little saucier this year in training camp. Uh, last thing for me, Pete, Andy Reid said the offensive line would rotate as they look to fill the absence of Orlando Brown. That has not been the case at all, correct, through the first two days of Chiefs training camp. No, it's been Roderick Johnson and didn't play a regular season snap last year. So an interesting choice, but it's who they're going with right now. I think the move to watch is when Joe Tooney starts to take reps at left tackle. Right now, with Johnson there, they're continuing to put Tooney at left guard, get him his reps at his natural position of where he's going to be if Orlando Brown shows up. The second that Tooney starts to get left tackle snaps, I think it might be a sign that maybe the team really does believe Brown in the fact that he, he might not show up week one and, and beyond. And, and wow, that's going to, I think, really elevate his story to what it is right now. Like right now, it's OK. He's going to definitely show up at some point. The second they start rotating Tooney in, I think that's their sign that says, OK, we're a little bit worried that this guy's going to show up at all. And so I think that's the next thing to watch. I also wonder if Jaron Christian along the lines sometime here will we'll start to get uh, a, a few snaps at the top team in, in left tackle. Andy Reid said that they would rotate, but it has not happened yet. It's been Roderick Johnson. Yeah, I, I think now that they've got this pass rush problem answered, uh, the next biggest question is that offensive line. So obviously we'll continue to monitor that all throughout training camp. Maybe Orlando Brown shows up at some point, as I think a lot of us expect him to do. But if you want to listen to the Chiefs' full press conferences in their entirety, you can do so on From the Podium at the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network on Apple or Spotify. That is available for you now. Please do not forget to follow along with all of our daily Chiefs training camp coverage at arrowheadpride.com and on the arrowhead pride podcast network and don't forget to subscribe rate and review we'll talk to you guys tomorrow for day three of chiefs training camp more to do's less time and an infinite number of tools to keep track of sometimes doing business has never felt harder 
But you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. 